on to the matters of the day. And what exactly should we make of this meeting between our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, and the President of China, Xi Jinping, at the G20 summit? Is this big freeze over? Is there a thawing of that, well, trouble in our relationship? Let's find out what Peter Ryan, ABC senior business correspondent, thinks. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Cassie. An emotional morning for you and also for listeners, I'd imagine. Look, it is, you know, very sad to be saying goodbye, but of course there are so many fun times to think about and uh, so many good things that I will be doing in in the future. But thank you, yes. Yeah, Yeah, look, I'd just uh, say that um, my mum and my family have been rusted on listeners and my mum in particular going back to 702, even back to those 2BL days. So, congratulations (laughs) congratulations <laughs> I, I think you're someone who's um, never been afraid to uh, tackle the big issues that might not necessarily be easy to do on radio but you do it successfully to get behind them and broadcast in an entertaining personal and jargon free way so <laughs> keep going Cassie and oh, we look here uh, forward to hearing more of your adventures over at RN you're very kind Peter thank you so much for that and hello to Peter's mum as well <laughs> lovely <laughs> lovely to have you as a listener so tell us you know how did you read this meeting between uh, Anthony Albanese and uh, the Chinese president Xi Jinping I mean firstly it was a coup for for Anthony Albanese yeah, look, um, it's been highly anticipated ever since Anthony Albanese was elected and whether a change of government might actually uh, result in the thaw between these very frosty relations. And, of course, we're only at the very early stages and while Australia remains in China's deep freeze, there is at least hope of uh, some dialogue Um whether this is a gradual melt, we'll have to wait and see. But the fact that Mr Albanese uh, met Xi is a very positive step. Uh, so at least we have that. And, uh, of course, a very staged photo opportunity of a handshake. I wouldn't be expecting any immediate change to China's position on the big issues, including trade and uh, human rights. But you just uh, sort of look at the diplomatic language uh, from Mr Xi saying that Australian-China relations have encountered some difficulties, a bit of an understatement. But maybe... Now, there's at least been a meeting. The rest can be handed over to the diplomats to get behind the scenes, to get the wheels turning, to get some of the um, the trade embargoes lifted and maybe a bit of a change from some of the very, um, I guess, brazen or tough-talking language that was direct rather than through the back channels that we saw through the, the previous government led by Scott Morrison. Yeah, there's a couple of big fronts in this relationship, aren't they? And 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 trade is just one of them. So how will the Australian exporters of beef and barley and wine and lobsters be feeling after this week? Well, I think that they'd be feeling very cautiously a bit more confident that given that there actually was a meeting there, at least on the sidelines. I don't know how long it ran, but I guess it was five to ten minutes. But it is quite significant when you consider that some of these um, sanctions from China or the trade embargoes have really frozen up about, I think it was $23, billion worth of um, uh, trade exports and um, services exports. Um, and so those lobby groups behind the scenes, many of which, uh, some of which would have been at the uh, the G20, would be working there behind the scenes, working with diplomats just to see, well, what what can we do to actually get these um, uh, these um, embargoes lifted? You know, barley, beef, wine, etc. 
But also, I think one of the big challenges for Anthony Albanese is that, yes, trade's critically important to the, the budget bottom line and our budget here, China taking, um, you know, most of our iron ore and coal. That's very important to you know, Jim Chalmers' challenge to bring down the budget deficit. But what about human rights issues that people really want to know about? How do you how do you get that balance or get that floor on human rights, given that there are Australians in Chinese prisons there at the moment, um, you know, yes. perhaps unjustifiably? What, how do you get through that? And um, what's more important? Is there a balance? How do you achieve that? Well, you're absolutely right about that. And and I guess that's partly what might be behind the the very clear move by the Prime Minister taking this opportunity to, to meet and greet other countries who may end up being a bigger part of our trade and export markets. So uh, there is this meeting between um, next March with India that Anthony Albanese is uh, going to be undertaking and he met with Prime Minister Narendra Modi too. Is that, you know, what he's up to? Yeah, well, there is a free trade agreement um, with India, the Australian-India Economic Cooperation and Trade Agreement, to be specific, but that's actually not in force at the moment. Um, and there are still bits and pieces that need to be, you know, negotiated through that from either side, but that's sounding very positive. At least it's, you know, been signed. Um, you've also got uh, in the background too the um, free trade agreement between Australia and the United Kingdom. Um, that's not yet in force and things are still being worked out there. And um, there's other trade agreements, other negotiations. The big one is between Australia and the European Union. Mm. That's still being negotiated. And as I mentioned, India being the other big one. Yes. So it's not all about China, but China can't be ignored given that they're in many ways holding us uh, to hostage um, with these various uh, sanctions. But, you know, it's a big world. It's a changing world. We're moving, you know, post the pandemic. Um, uh, still a lot of talk about, you know, people don't like globalisation anymore, but, you know, here's the news flash: it's here to stay. Um, <laughs> but those deals really need to be done, and particularly here in Australia, as we're not getting all those imports of those cheaper Chinese goods. That's not helping with inflation here. People are having to pay higher prices to get these things delivered, uh, looking more locally. So, this all comes down to, um, you know, inflation around the world, which is a massive problem, but also, uh, very importantly, in the background, the war in Ukraine yeah. and China's stance on that and uh, very tense relations with the United States. And you even just look back yesterday with that um, suspected, now ruled out Russian missile uh, landing in Poland, killing a couple of people. It shows how much the world is on edge at the moment. And, you know, I've just been reflecting it's 60 years since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Is that right? In uh, October 1962, those 13 days, um, a critical period. And we're perhaps witnessing something that's very, very similar to that because, as we know, that um, an attack on a NATO country, Poland is one of them, means that the rest of NATO would have to respond if there was a deliberate attack. So there are so many diplomatic and trade and military and human rights issues going on in the world at the moment, and let's hope we can get some resolution as we get closer to Christmas. Yeah, it does feel like uh, the world is on edge right now, and it's interesting that point about the Cuban Missile Crisis. I was just reading the latest novel by Ian McEwan uh, called Lessons, and in it, uh, one of the characters, a young man, is uh, it's during the Cuban Missile Crisis, and he's convinced that the world is going to end and everyone is going to die, that, you know, the terror of that time... Um, 
really, we, we may well have forgotten a little of it. All right, so some diversification in our trading partners and there are positive sounds from the European Commission President, Ursula von der Leyen, uh, telling Albanese, Anthony Albanese she's looking forward to some in-depth work on, on a free trade agreement. Um, there has been some speculation that while India may be uh, also a great trading partner, they don't drink much wine, Peter, so... Uh, maybe we'll have to work with them on that <laughs> <laughs> a little. Now, what about uh, to some other news? We're going to hear some um, jobs news this morning. What what are we going to hear and what do you think is going to come out yeah. of that? Right. Well, this is the monthly official jobs reading from the Bureau of Statistics, which uh, hits uh, precisely at 11.30 this morning. And this will be the uh, employment report for October, the past month. Um, Job the jobless rate, the unemployment rate's currently three and a half percent. Um, so you have to go back to 1974 when Gough Whitlam was prime minister when the, the jobless rate was that low. But it's the consensus of economists have been polled by uh, Reuters is showing that there could be uh, um, a, a tick up to 3.6 percent. So perhaps that three and a half percent is the best it's going to get, and that chimes in with um, you know, the economy is slowing the impact of rising interest rates on businesses and uh, households. Um, we're expecting more interest rate rises. So um, even if the worst case scenario comes out and, you know, um, the jobless rate is moving up, we may see the jobless rate at, um, you know, four and a half or low fours next year, which is still a pretty extraordinary result um, about the economy. But when we look at these, we try to get beyond the uh, the headline figures of just, you know, jobless rate and, jobs created, looking at um, underemployment, for example, people who want more work but just can't find the hours and the youth unemployment, um, employment of women. Uh, so these figures do bounce around from month to month, but they are very important. Gives a gives a pretty good idea about how the Reserve Bank might be thinking about maybe another interest rate rise in December, um, which would be a perhaps an unwelcome Christmas yeah, present. that's them. right. A bit of a dampener but, on the uh, the festive season. Hey, Peter, look, thank you. It's always fascinating uh, what you have to tell us about the world of big business. Always a pleasure, Cassie, and uh, there's still time to get me before you finish up. <laughs> I will do that. I'll ping you again. Thank you very much. <laughs> Peter Ryan there, of course, ABC Senior Business Correspondent with a bit of a big picture on our trade scene, which does seem to have shifted this week, but also on those jobs figures uh, that we will uh, learn a little bit more about around 11.30 today.